Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat And let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and it is the last Thursday of the month. So here we are with my fabulous husband, Robbie Robertson, and today we're still talking about self-care. So this is in a little bit different of a context. This is where does self-care fit in the marriage relationship? And we're going to be talking about two different things. One is keeping romance and intimacy alive in your relationship via relationship self-care, marriage self-care, if you will. And then also the idea of supporting each other in our self-care routines and activities. And this is something that, yeah, I don't know if you realize, but men need self-care too. I want to start us off with this a few definitions of self-care because I realized, wow, I've kind of skipped over this idea a little bit of just like, what are some generic definitions of self-care? And I really do appreciate this one. The WHO defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. I just thought that was really interesting um, perspective. Another definition is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, which is the proactive approach. And then kind of a little bit more, I think the reactive approach is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in a particularly stressful period. And I think this is the one most people kind of have a tendency to fall into is they only think of self-care in those stressful situations or when it's kind of that emergency response instead of taking that proactive approach to being proper steward and managing our our health and well-being, mind, soul, heart, and strength, self-care all in one. So Robbie. In the idea of, you know, self-care in the marriage relationship, keeping romance and intimacy alive kind of being the goal, what does self-care in a marriage look like to you? Self-care in the marriage is specific to the two people that are inside of that marriage. So you and I have a lot of values that are the same type of values, something that we both care for. We both love traveling. We both love exploring. And we absolutely dig experience. We think experiences 
uh, a much greater value than any individual object. So going places, doing things. I know that like when you and I have the opportunity to go on a cruise, that is like a huge benefit in our lives. And I think that's a huge form of self-care. But uh, in general, just dating, going going for dates, if it's just you and I going to a movie or uh, getting pedicures, which guys, pedicures, fantastic. You should get one if you don't. Uh, I think we actually talked about that in a few episodes ago. Um, but times where we can focus on each other and things that bring us joy collectively, you and I together. Even just going on a drive can be self-care. It's something that we really enjoy doing together, more difficult with the toddler, you know, but we even still try sometimes on nap times to go, you know, for a little drive and just be able to have that conversation or listen to music. I'm glad that you brought that up. Road tripping is one of my absolute favorite forms of like our couple self-care. Uh, it's nice because we're both going down the road. We're exploring new places. We're able to like have really good conversations and it's just you and I. We can also sit in the quiet and we can also listen to music. We've done Bible studies on road trips before. We've had deep discussions about you know, what is uh, the next season of our life going to look like by our plans? You know, understanding that God obviously makes his own edits to those plans. Uh, but you know, are we going to adopt? Are we going to get a dog? Are we going to move houses? Are we going to move to a different state? Are we going to change career fields? Almost every one of these has happened behind a steering wheel. Mm. So that, and I've, I've always come back from a road trip with you feeling very filled up. My favorite road trip was when we drove the Alcan. That was like, well, like 4,500 miles. Mm. And I'm, I'm due for an Alcan. <laughs> exactly. If anybody needs exactly. some goods hauled from, you know, Alaska to anywhere, anywhere to Alaska, like, please hire me. <laughs> Robertson Holland. <laughs> yeah. We've even recorded podcast episodes on, on little road trips that we've done, um, you know, when Solo is napping in the back seat, And so just encouraging, I guess, don't discount those spaces that you can have those deeper and more intimate relationships with your spouse that you can speak openly and freely and talk about some things, whether it's, you know, things in the past, things in yourself and individual, you know, lives going on or things together about your future. Yeah, it's just really good at refilling the cup. I forget, it was one of our counselors we were talking to one day. It might have even been Ellie Sanchez. She was on the show before. And she had said that driving down the road is actually a really great form of having um, a, a, a deep conversation because you're not necessarily facing each other, but you're in that same space occupied. Mm -hmm. So you're you're more comfortable to have like an open conversation and there's stuff going on outside. So you've got, you know, kind of multiple inputs, but you're able to focus on like, the conversation at hand. I always thought that was a, a pretty huge revelation. Yeah, that's a great point. And when you mentioned that, I like it was instantly recalled in my memory of like one of the EMDR sessions that she had walked me through was like imagining driving down a road. And so it's really interesting that, you know, she had mentioned that to you, but like I, I recall her in, in a discussion about a road trip or driving down the road in a completely different context. But I mean, even thinking about that EMDR and how deep it goes is just like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's have these really great and really powerful and intimate conversations, because nine times out of 10, when you have those conversations with your spouse, good things come from them. Even if the conversations are really hard, good things come from them. 
And so strongly encourage that. Even just going to dinner and sitting down and talking and having a conversation because between having a business or multiple businesses and a full-time career that you have to commute to and parenting and fellowship and volunteering, like the world and our surroundings and our environment can just get so loud sometimes. And it's very easy to just not even sit down and have a conversation with our spouse. Like we were even at the gym the other day and we were running and, you know, I get short-winded sooner. So it gives Robbie an opportunity to speak a little bit more. And so he asked me a question and I was able to just like, we were just able to have this like adult one-on-one conversation. And he's like, I'm really struggling with this idea or with this question. And And so like the first thing that came to my mind, I just spoke to him and he's like, wow, that's great. That's the answer. And he had been struggling with this for like three days. And I'm like, I just wish you had come to me sooner. And he's like, yeah, there just literally was not an opportunity because we were kind of like, you know, passing midday. We just had such a busy schedule that week that it was, it was really difficult for us to even be able to sit down and have those kind of conversations sometimes. And so just remembering that, you know, your marriage is the most important thing. And I think about like, well, how does self-care fit into marriage, right? Just this idea of self-care and, and God's just bringing to me this idea in scripture about how, you know, the husband is supposed to leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and they have become one flesh. And so when you're thinking about your marriage and and the identity and the sanctity of your marriage, like the two of you have become one when you have wed together. And so she is you and you are her and you are together. And so um, your marriage is, is a self of its own, if you will. And there has to be connection. There has to be conversation. There has to be intimacy in that relationship for it to last. I couldn't have said it better myself. You took the words right out of my mouth and almost going back to the first point. Um, so you, you leave your parents to cleave to your wife. That's the reason that you don't put your children ahead of your spouse, the same reason, because one day they're going to leave you mm-hmm. and cleave to their spouse as well. So if you're look, if you're feeling a little bit of guilt of, well, I'm leaving my kids behind, your kids are going to leave you behind, at least if they play by the rules. Yeah, that's a great point. Really hope we don't have 35 year olds living in our basement, but <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be paying rent and doing chores. <laughs> okay. So next part of the conversation is supporting each other in our self-care. And I think even this kind of has multiple parts. Like I've talked a lot on the podcast about self-care and biblical self-care and um, self-care for moms and all kinds of stuff. Even have a masterclass coming up this Saturday, April 2nd, if you are listening to this on its release date or shortly thereafter, that I would encourage you to jump into if you are a busy woman, a busy mom who is struggling with this idea of self-care or even implementing the routine of self-care, don't even know what you enjoy anymore. But I think that also leaves out the idea of men and our husbands needing self-care too. I, I, I don't even think I've ever seen it talked about anywhere 
that men need self-care. And Robbie had said to me, and this was maybe even a month ago, a few weeks ago when we knew we were going to do this podcast episode, he was kind of struggling. And I was just like, are you okay? Like, you know, I could just notice that there was just this lack of peace in him and just, you know, some, maybe even some mental or emotional struggle going on. And he said, you know, I just feel like I, I really am slacking in the self-care department. And I was just like, whoa, like I've never heard a man say that. And so we started having a conversation a little bit about it. And so Robbie, I want you to just kind of share what is, what is your idea of self-care? Like what was on your mind that day? And what were you thinking about in terms of self-care for men or self-care for dads? You know, as men, we try to carry the load. We know that we're the the strong back and we do what we can to to be a supportive and try to do all the things, which I think moms do it, but I, I, I'm not a mom. Um, so I'm not going to speak to it, but I am a dad and a husband and a professional. And I definitely try to do all the things and I try to do them all well. And one thing that men are very acutely bad at is recognizing our own burnout and between working 40, 40 plus hours a week and coming home and being a dad and being a Mr. Fix it and the car mechanic and just trying to do all the things, my own self-care was falling to the wayside. And that was really coupled with um, a schedule change that had just happened where I started working in swing shift. So I would get home sort of 3, 3.30 in the morning and go to bed right away. I don't have any reason to stay up. And my son would wake up at 8.30, almost on the dot every day. And that was when my day began. So you start stringing together three, four, and five days of five hours of sleep. And it really starts to wear on your 30-something, 40-something-year-old body. So that along with just the very busy season that we were going through in that time, and my cup was just getting pretty empty, and I was starting to you know, feel feelings that aren't mine. I was starting to feel anger, resentment, bitterness, uh, thing, you know, along with just my raw exhaustion. And I just needed time to do something to help me replenish myself. And that looks a little bit different for everybody, but I think a few things kind of stay the same. Uh, I, for one, benefit from taking a nap, like a midday afternoon nap for 20 minutes to two hours. It will be a revelation. I think in the instance that you're referencing, uh, there was some things going on with my car, which I'm mechanically inclined. It's I fix things for a living. And there were things I knew how to do and I had the tools for, the parts for. And the one thing I didn't have was just the time to do it. And I remember asking you specifically, can I have this day to work on these things? And you were gracious enough to give me that time. And we carved it out and made it happen. And by the end of it, like I had gotten to do this car maintenance, but I didn't totally realize it at the time. I got to do this soul maintenance. Soul, You got to do this soul maintenance. What's that? When you're working with your hands, a lot of times you're not necessarily thinking completely about what you're doing. It's not like when you're filing taxes and your brain power is running. Your mind is able to filter through other thoughts. People that run kind of understand this. And a lot of people do thinking in the shower. I can do thinking while I work on stuff. And it gave me a lot of time to reflect. It gave me a lot of time to, to pray and to just have that time to just be with God, be with the Lord um, while I was being with the Acura. And... <laughs> Uh, it gave me time to reflect on, you know, some of the important verses that come up in my life, you know, like Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7. 
Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that was a really powerful thing to be doing because I was praying and petitioning the Lord through this to, you know, help me to be a better dad uh, that has more patience and and more strength and love for my, uh, for my son and that I can like exude that, but also like help me to be a better husband to support my wife and what she's doing. But like also like help me keep this roof over our head, but help me keep all of, all of this going on uh, from inside of me. And then I also thought about it, like, thank you for giving me this home and this family, Lord, this house. Like, I'm in a nice warm garage in Alaska working. Uh, one of my best friends was outside working on his car the other day, and he had to do it outside in, like, five-degree weather. That is no fun. So um, it 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 helped bring me back to that, that center space where I needed to be. And I got to do it working with my hands, which is huge because that is how my body will flow energy is by physically moving. I'm like a big child and it, it was able to clear out my head and my heart to like have this space to welcome the Lord into it and to just kind of be with me in it. And that was, that was really big. And, uh, I, I don't know if I thank you for that day, but if I didn't, thank you very much because that did a lot for me that day. Awesome. See, that's so great to hear. And that brings up like kind of what I was going to talk about is like just recognizing what it is that we need or, or at least what it is that we are believing that we need. And so I laugh because you know, you had said, you know, sometimes you just need to take a nap because you're short on sleep. And it's like, we can't discount that as being self-care for one, like we need sleep. Our bodies need it. Like it is a physiological need that we have. And, um, I think sometimes we can discount that as like, is a nap really honoring God? Well, actually, yeah, I think back to, uh, I think it's in first Kings where Elijah, God's like, you know, eat and take a nap is like what, what he's told to do. Like, I think an angel even comes to him and tells him like, eat and sleep. Um, and so remembering that, like, even in those things, we can be honoring God with our actions, but in just hearing like what it is that Robbie needed for me, like one recognizing there's something going on with my husband, right? And husbands can do this. There's something going on with my wife. Like, what is it that you need? And then also being willing to listen and make the space for them to get what they need, whether it's a nap or whether it's even working on your car. And so I really, really love that you, that you're like working on my car and it was like great for my soul. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm thinking to myself, how is that great for your soul? And you even talked about because it it's that space for you where you're able to like be active with your hands and allow your mind to just like process some of your thoughts and, and get quiet and not be like intellectually challenged or, you know, it's, it's a space where, where multitasking is somewhat acceptable, right? I think multitasking is like a major fallacy in our world, big picture, but there are certain places like driving, right? You can listen to a podcast or an audio book or pray or listen to worship music, but, but finding that place for you where you're able to get quiet, where you're able to let your mind just process. And so I loved that you talked about, you know, it might be this kind of 
worldly or superficial thing about this area of self-care. I'm going to work on my car and that's self-care for me as a man, but women don't discount that. Don't discredit that. Just like he might think you getting a pedicure or taking a bath is that, but especially if you're going into that in a place of like, this is a time where I'm able to bring glory to God or draw near to him and grow in my relationship with him to pray and get quiet and think about the scripture verse. Like I'm just like round of applause, thumbs up. Now I know why car maintenance is so great for you. It's not just because you love cars and you love maintenance. It was also a time where you got to fellowship with somebody else too, because you invited a friend over to work with you. And so, um, I think it was like 12, 15 hour day, um, that you were able to just go and do that. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's so, it was so rewarding for you. Um, and that I was able to support you in that. And then hearing this, you know, feedback and what you use that time to do just makes me want to, you know, support you in that and make more space for you to do it in other ways. And I'm also super grateful for how much you do support me in my self-care. Like you've allowed me to even go away for a hotel like a hotel or Airbnb for one night just to like pray and get quiet and read scripture. You're always very supportive of like taking care of solo so I can finish my Bible study or just get quiet and journal with the Lord or take a bath or whatever it is. And that's truly the stuff that I need in those times to refill my cup or, you know, fill it up. So it is overflowing and I am able to show up in a way that is more powerful and more effective for the kingdom, for my family, um, for my spouse and for my kids. So yeah. in wrapping this up, I just want to say thank you again, Robbie, for jumping on here and joining me in another episode. And to all the listeners, I just want to leave you with the encouragement of looking for ways where you can not only support your spouse in their self-care needs, but also where you can implement self-care in your marriage in terms of thinking of the two of you cleaved together as one flesh and what kind of things do you need to maintain a healthy marriage relationship. God bless.